What's up, Dolphins fans? This is Kyle Krabs, your host of Locked On Dolphins. Today is Friday, December 10th, and on today's episode of Locked On Dolphins, we are exploring some of the Pro Bowl resumes of your Miami Dolphins to see which ones have the best chance to actually make this year's Pro Bowl. Let's get after it. Welcome to Locked On Dolphins. You are Locked On Dolphins. Your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs, Locked On Dolphins, Friday, December 10th. Talking a little bit of Pro Bowl today. want to thank you guys for making Locked On Dolphins your first Miami Dolphins listen of today. Today's episode is brought to you by On Location, the official hospitality partner of the NFL. It is the only place to score a once-in-a-lifetime Super Bowl ticket and experience package. Visit onlocationexp.com slash SB56 for more information or search Super Bowl on location. We, uh... We have some fun conversations to have today as it pertains to the Pro Bowl. And and I know the Pro Bowl hasn't especially been kind to the Miami Dolphins in recent years. Uh, But I think there's a reasonable chance that the tide changes a little bit uh, for the perception of the Dolphins. And I mean, not really having good representation, but this is a byproduct of having a lot of early draft picks, players that that other people are going to know. Obviously, Tua is a national media magnet that draws a lot of attention to the team. Uh, and I don't think Tua Tungvaloa has a, a Pro Bowl resume at this point in time based on the play that he's had and the time that he's missed. But I do think his aura that everybody wants to have an opinion on has brought some extra eyeballs to appreciate some of the other things that are happening with the Dolphins uh, that are really, really nice. So, I guess it's maybe a silver lining over the black cloud that is kind of all the negativity that's been swirling with narratives in that regard. And obviously Miami bouncing back the way that they have. Um to 6-7 and seven on the bye this week. Round of applause for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Made us sweat it last night before they ultimately lost that football game to Minnesota, which is a, a big dub in the Miami Dolphins rooting guide for Week 14. It pushes Pittsburgh down to 6-6-1. Six, six, and one. So, of course, from, based off win percentage, they're going to be in front of Miami, right? For at least another week. But... If you look at Pittsburgh's remaining schedule, this is why this game was so important. They still have to play the Kansas City Chiefs. They still have to play the Baltimore Ravens. They still have to play the Cleveland Browns. They still have to play the Tennessee Titans. They have three 8-4 teams and a 6-6 team left on their schedule with four to play. And I know they came alive a little bit in the second half of that game, but Miami fans, like, if you're looking up at Pittsburgh in the stands, you're like, man, are we going to catch that team? Just know that Minnesota ran all over them, and the only reason Pittsburgh got back into the game was because they decided to 
throw some YOLO balls on the outside and, and hooked up on pretty much every single one of them. So that result for Miami against Pittsburgh last night, round of applause. Job well done, Pittsburgh, despite the fact that you, you made us stress about it there for a little bit. But that's not what today's about, right? Today's, it, today is talking about Pro Bowl resumes for members of the Miami Dolphins. And if players don't get mentioned, uh, just know that, that that means I don't think there's really a, a firm resume to work with, Right? But the first name that comes to mind for me is the primary beneficiary of the Tua attention, and that's Jalen Waddell. Well, Jalen Waddell, when you account for the return game that he does contribute to, he's over 1,000 all-purpose yards already. He's got 852 yards from scrimmage, which is rushing yards and receiving yards. He's got a couple of... Touches out of the backfield, uh, two attempts for three yards and a touchdown, but 86 receptions for 849 yards and four touchdowns. So five touchdowns on the season. He's number two in the NFL in receptions. He's on pace to set the rookie receptions record. I don't think there's any question that this is a, a resume that features a lot of volume, and and commands your attention, especially when you consider how stuffed up it was for the first five, six weeks. And then they have had some run-after-catch opportunities. You've seen a little bit more uh, in the way of chunk plays. His average uh, after, I think, Tua came back is up to like 12 yards per reception. Like, that's a really healthy number. And if he had that on the number of receptions he's already logged, you're talking about a guy that would already be over a thousand yards on the season just in receiving. So, top ten pick, really high up from a fantasy football perspective. I think there's a a very high profile that exists for Jalen Waddle, um, and I think all those things combined, Alabama name value, the attention that Tua brings as as far as being a lightning rod for opinions, and Jalen being his primary pass catcher. There is a reasonable chance, in my opinion, that Jalen Waddle makes the Pro Bowl. And I think he should make the Pro Bowl. I think his play has been that good. Now, of course, that gets into all the can of worms on who gets left out. And that's not really my concern because I'm just talking about guys on the team that I would like really push and pound the table for to get that recognition in the year 2021. I think Mike Gusecki has a reasonable chance. I think he has a reasonable resume. I wish he would get in the end zone more. He's only called two touchdown passes this year. Uh, But he's got 59 receptions for 642 yards, 11 yards per catch. And it's been streaky. It's been herky-jerky. There's eight for 115 against Jacksonville, followed by seven for 85 and a score against Atlanta. And then he shut out against Baltimore on seven targets. And two weeks later against Carolina, he has three for 17. But Mike, despite all of the clunkiness that his production seems like it goes through, because he was shot out in week one against New England as well. For all of that clunkiness that exists, the Dolphins have four games to play, and Mike is 62 yards away from a career high in receiving yards, and he's already set a career high in receptions. This is a tight end that's probably going to finish this season with 
seven between 70 and 75 receptions and probably 800 to 900 receiving yards. Well, and obviously you play the numbers game and you got to worry about guys like Mark Andrews and you got to worry about guys like Travis Kelsey. And yeah, when you play the numbers game, it's going to be hard for Mike to get over the hump and get in. Mark Andrews this year has more than twice as many touchdowns. And he's over 800 yards already in that Baltimore offense. Travis Kelsey's like a lock every single year for 1,200 yards. Darren Waller's been banged up a little bit. He's missed some time. Travis Kelsey also has 850 approximately receiving yards and five touchdowns this season. So Mike's off the pace on those two guys. But if you just look at Mike in a volume, you can make an argument. Uh, I think the consistency and the lack of getting into the end zone is going to hurt his chances of actually getting in predictively. But he's a Pro Bowl caliber player on Miami. And his resume is actually fairly in line with Darren Waller's. 53 receptions, 643 yards, and two touchdowns for Darren Waller this year. So Mike, amidst it all, has more receptions, one less yard, and the same amount of touchdowns. Okay, there you go. I'm sure some non-Dolphins fans will tune and say, well, what about so-and-so? What about Hunter Henry? I don't care. I'm sorry. This is a damn Dolphins podcast. We're living our best life on it. (laughs) But I think that that's probably it offensively, if I'm being honest. There's a part of me that would want to say, hey, you know, maybe Robert Hunt. I don't think Robert Hunt's ready for that yet. He's been far and away the best player on the Dolphins' offensive line, but I don't think you can really push too hard amidst some of the other talent and what offensive line Pro Bowl talent looks like. I don't think we're ready to put big Bobby Hunt in that air yet. But the good news is, I, I do think he's on his way. You could possibly be on your way to Super Bowl 56 uh, in less than 100 days. Super Bowl 56 at SoFi is less than 100 days away and on location. The official hospitality partner in the NFL is the only place to score a once-in-a-lifetime Super Bowl ticket and experience package. Select your exact seats. Choose from elite experiences featuring an exclusive pregame celebration with NFL legends five-star LA hotels, and food by the great Wolfgang Puck. Visit onlocationexp.com slash SB56 for more information or search Super Bowl on location. That's onlocationexp.com slash SB56 or search Super Bowl on location. Great opportunity. Keep your eyes peeled. Also, great opportunity this holiday season to add to your kitchen cabinet with our friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. These things are high in protein, high in fiber, low in calories, low in sugar, 100% chocolate on other bars, absolutely delicious. Now they've expanded into puffs, which is like this whole other level of uh, plane of existence, really, is what they are. So many flavors to choose from, and it can give you the extra fuel you need to bust down mall doors or keep standing in lines. Uh, it's, it's, you know, th- this is the season of love. 
But don't bring your favorite Bilt Bar flavors to your family parties because so people are passionate about these things, they're going to fight each other for it. And you don't want to be the person that's responsible for conflict during the holidays on your hands. So make sure you tell Santa to throw a few Built Bars in those stockings. You can visit Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That's Built.com, promo code LOCKED15 to save 15% off your next order. You probably would not have been surprised to hear that the 25th scoring offense in football only has a handful of legitimate Pro Bowl candidates. And that's okay. I am more than happy to live with that because at the end of the day, the offense has shown some life over the last month. Baltimore, 22 points. Jets, 24 points. Panthers, 33 points. Giants, 20 points. This is not... 17-0, 17-0, in overtime that you needed a miraculous push to even get to overtime and, and score that many points. And 17 versus the Colts, and 17 versus Tim. Yeah, like, there's some life in this offense at the very least. And over the last four games, I love this, just two turnovers. They've been protecting the football at a reasonably high clip. Great, outstanding. Please keep that going throughout the course of the rest of the season with four games left to play. If you only have two turnovers over your last four games, the way you had them over each of your last four games, I think we're all going to be pretty thrilled. But the the glow up that this defense has gotten is very, very real. You go back to the start of the win streak. Let's start with turnovers. Four against Houston, two against Baltimore. One against the Jets, three against Carolina, one against the Giants. The five-game win streak, the Dolphins' defense is responsible for 11 turnovers. Just once over that stretch, and it was the Jets with 102, did the opposing offense rush for 100 yards collectively as a team. And just once over that five-game stretch, and that was also against the Jets, did the opposing offense go for over 350 yards of offense in general. Only twice in that stretch did the opposing offense go over 300 yards in general. So who are the catalysts? Because these are the guys that are probably going to most command some attention in the Pro Bowl debate. I think if you start the conversation in the search for who is Pro Bowl viable Pro Bowl talent on the Dolphins' defense. I do think you, you need to come back to Xavier Howard, uh, who I thought didn't play his, to his potential early in the season. But he's up to four interceptions and an additional 14 passes defense. He's forced two fumbles this season. He's got a defensive touchdown, and that came against Baltimore. It's part of the win streak. And this is a very well-accomplished player. He's very much established himself as a legitimate all-pro candidate at the corner position. When he's healthy, he's among the best in football. For my money, last year, who's the best defender in football? He's got the name recognition, the name value. I think he's a shoe-in because he's putting up some turnover turnovers now. He's not playing the football he played last year, and that's okay. It's impossible to expect anybody to live up to that production game over game over game over game, year over year over year over year. 
But I think the other one that I think, in my opinion, should be a shoe-in is Javon Holland. He does everything. Literally everything. He's the quarterback of this defense in the secondary. He's taken his play to a whole new level. It's created a new dynamic in this Dolphins secondary. It's allowed them to play as aggressive as they're playing. He's on the line of scrimmage. He's on the second level. He's in the slot. He's in the high post. For a rookie to be doing this, and he he finds his way around the ball as good as anybody. He has two interceptions. He's got a fumble recovery. He's got nine passes defense, two sacks, two tackles for loss, an additional six hits on quarterbacks. And he grades out very well amongst, like Pro Football Focus has him rated as their number four safety in all of football. Guy didn't start to start the season. Which you'd expect, right? You gotta, you gotta. There's an onboarding process that has to happen there. Javon should have had another one against the Giants, and he should have forced another one that was dropped by a teammate. Javon Holland is probably, if you asked me right now, the number two best player on this football team. And he deserves that recognition with the season that he's having to be a Pro Bowl talent. I don't think it's close. Will he get in? I guess we'll see. You know, a lot of times you gotta quote unquote pay your dues. But those two guys I think are slam dunk candidates on the defensive side of the ball. And then you get into this subsection of guys who I think you can make a really strong case for, but the stats aren't going to be there. So you'd have to watch the tape to know what these guys are bringing to the field. And you know, that, that's very rarely going to get the recognition you feel it deserves. But I want to make sure something else gets the recognition that they deserve. I recently had some stance apparel sent over to my house. And I hadn't heard much about stance other than, oh, it's super comfortable, you know, active apparel. That's cool. You know, you, you hear a lot about a lot of uh, new cutting edge engineering or whatever. But I was blown away when I actually put this stance apparel on, on how comfortable it legitimately is. It's a radical reinvention. Socks, underwear, active apparel, you know, it, it is really, really dialed in on comfort, quality of material, and creativity. These, these things are loud. You like some shoe swag. You like to have some, some loud socks to go with it. Stance brings atypical aesthetic along with some of pop culture's hottest collaborators for the ultimate in style and self-expression because everything you wear should be a direct extension of who you are and how you feel. Star Wars, The Office, Marvel, Major League Baseball, NBA, Pixar, you, the Mrs., the Mr., the kids, they're going to have something for everybody. And it is just the socks especially. I'm a big foot comfort guy floating on a cloud. Stance believes that the perfect fit matters more than fitting in 
Those who feel good, do good. Go see for yourself. Register for an account at stance.com and get 15% off your first purchase. Use promo code Locked On at checkout to apply. Enjoy the color and comfort of a life less ordinary with Stance. And now, bringing us down the home stretch, some less ordinary recommendations for Pro Bowl players for the Miami Dolphins on the defensive side of the ball. Certainly, no, I'm not going to be advocating for Jason Sanders this year. I don't think anybody on the return team other than Mac Hollins deserves it. Mac is a baller on special teams. Everybody wants to talk, oh, yeah, he caught a couple touchdown passes this season, real nice toe tap along in the end zone, blah, 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 blah. You know, that's fine. Four receiving touchdowns this season, 13 receptions for 183 yards. But do you watch this man on the punt team? He is sublime as a kick coverage guy. He is so good. And nobody appreciates it because nobody, nobody pulls up the All-22 to grind through and watch the punt team, right? But I get a real kick out of watching the punt. I get a real kick out of watching the Dolphins put Christian Wilkins head up over the guard on, the, on punt return and just railroading dudes every single week. I get a real kick out of watching Mac Hollins go out there as a punt gunner, and whether you're trying to double him, you try and delay release him, you whatever you're trying to do, you're trying to trap him. He is consistently flying down the field, getting off of bodies, and getting in position to make a big play on the punt team. And that is the hidden stuff that makes him somebody I am super glad we have representing this team as a captain. But defensively, because nobody's like, are you really going to sit here on your soapbox and go off about the punt team, Kyle? No, I'm not. I promise. A couple guys on the defensive line. Jalen Phillips with eight and a half sacks. If he's a rookie and a top 20 pick, who used to be like the biggest high school recruit in all the lands, if he ends up finishing with double-digit sacks, and I think he's got a really good chance to do that, that, in the same light as the Jalen Waddle thing, you're new to the team, but you're still a high-profile guy. They're going to look at the stat sheet. Dude, this guy had 10-plus sacks as a rookie. He started very slow. But what he's been able to do over the course of the last month and a half is worth our attention. And I think it's going to, just based on narratives and the way that I perceive the Pro Bowl voting to work, get some attention. I think Emmanuel Agba is probably a more deserving player this year than Jalen Phillips, but he has two and a half less sacks. He's got three more quarterback hits. He's got an unbelievable amount of passes knocked down the line of scrimmage. He's got nine. He's tied for second on the team with Javon Holland with nine passes defensed. He's winning his one-on-one reps but he's not getting finishes uh, to the tune of sacks in a volume that's really going to move the needle for Pro Bowl voters. But he's a Pro much in the same way as Mike Gusecki, I think he's a Pro Bowl caliber player. And I feel the same way about Christian Wilkins. Wilkins has been terrific this year. He has not been a 10-sack interior guy. But against the run, 
he's excellent. And he's only playing 55% of the snaps, approximately. But you watch his play against the run. Excuse me, he's at 61 for the season. You watch his play against the run. He has as many tackles for loss this season as he did in each of his last two years combined. He has more quarterback hits this year with nine than he does in each of his last two seasons combined. He's a half a sack away from equaling his sack production over the course of the first two seasons in 13 games. Two passes defense to force fumble, fumble recovery. He is very much a guy who makes big plays in big instances for Miami. And that won't pop. Like, you don't get more credit for big plays in big moments in the stat sheet. But Wilkins makes them when they count the most. And I think that, for me, is what would say I'd be willing to at least make an argument for Christian Wilkins to be a Pro Bowl caliber player. So that's it. How many do I actually think get in? I think Waddle does get in. I think Xavier Howard gets in, and I do think Javon Holland gets in. I think the Dolphins have three Pro Bowl players this year, and I think as of this point in time, those would be the three that I say get in. I hope I'm wrong and they get more. Because, man, it'd be really fun to see a bunch of Miami Dolphins recognized for the Pro Bowl. It's going to be really nice to see each and every one of you back again next week. We're back on Jets Hate Week for the second time this season. Back off the bye. Everybody knows what to root for, right? You want to see the top teams in the AFC start to take control. You want to see Baltimore win. You want to see Kansas City win. Of course, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are playing the Buffalo Bills. We want to see Tampa Bay win that contest. And then the the San Francisco-Cincinnati showdown. Um, I'm rooting for San Francisco because at the end of the day, I'd rather help the playoff odds than help the draft pick. Maybe you disagree, and that's okay. But we'll break it all down on Monday, so make sure you hit subscribe, come back, keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins. Kyle Krabs, thanks as always for listening. Make it a good one. Fins up.